0: is it on yeah we're going oh shit uh <laughs> okay well well, will here we'll restart when you are freezing like a potato luke
1: i'm just gonna edit out the first 30 seconds so whenever it hits that mark just go
0: okay Welcome back to the Show Me Show podcast for episode 53. 53 had a dual episode week last week, but we're back. We have a shorter show today, um, kind of a mixed bag here. We've got uh, me and Luke went and saw Cocaine Bear, so we'll have a little review on that. Uh, Say hello, kiss it goodbye, Um, and our new segment, to kind of take place for the fantasy corner here is our show me stories of the week recapping Missouri sports uh, stories maybe, or just Missouri stories in general that have either gone viral or are just ridiculous. Um, So yeah, we'll be talking about those today. First one of those Uh, take a look at the Cardinals so far in spring training and catch up on some blues as well some mizzou who got another big win last night against lsu we're taping this on thursday march 2nd 2023 the year of our award and yeah luke what do you want to get into first here
1: uh i think that we can go for maybe the one of the most recent ones and in the mizzou comeback win over lsu uh it was a very exciting win to say the least. I thought we were, I thought we were cooked whenever we lost or whenever we were down at halftime, but not whenever we lost, Uh, (laughs) that would, wouldn't have made sense. But this, like you said last week on the, on the episode, it, it kind of feels different this year. There's just something in the air that is going around. That's just so cool.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I I talked about it with you last week, that this was like the first time in about 10 years, which is crazy, where um, when the going gets tough for Mizzou, uh, I believe in them. And uh, I had that same feeling last night, it kind of was fixed by that Mississippi State game that we talked about a couple weeks ago where I was like, okay, I really believe in these guys late, and I just throw out all the bad Mizzou luck out the window with these guys, with this group specifically. And, yeah, that happened again. Down, biggest deficit was 19. I believe it was 18, though, at the half. And it looked, it was ugly. Um, But Gates... And his crew made some adjustments at the half, obviously, and they came back out. They and they got off to a very quick start. They uh, started four for four from the field to shit uh, to LSU's zero for one from the field. So they were getting shots. LSU wasn't. They were forcing turnovers. Des Demoy Hodge became the uh, single season steal record guy for Mizzou which was pretty cool. I mean, he was just picking guys' pockets all night long, and uh, there was one, actually. He hit a big three. Yeah, he did hit a big three as well. Um, And that's another thing, you know, uh, as Michigan and Illinois go to a second overtime. Um, But another thing about this is there's some groups that Mizzou puts out on the floor, like Golston, Hodge, uh, Carter, Honor and uh, Kobe Brown, like that group, when that group's on the floor and you can take out Diara for Carter here, every single one of them can score and every single one of them can shoot the three ball, which is weird. You know, that both Carter and yeah. Diara can shoot the three ball right now and they've both gotten better like, at it. Carter I'm, has been. Thank really be Kobe Brown. Well.
1: What? Kobe Brown can shoot the three ball really well, too.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. He's. They said last night he was shooting it. Had a forty six percent clip for the season, and he's taking over ninety. So, uh, yeah. I mean, he's it's it's Night and day difference from last year, that's for sure. So, um, but yeah, they just have a lot of fight to them, and they never say die. So, uh, shout out Mike Tomlin there. Um, his teams are a lot like that too. So, and same color scheme. So maybe there's something to that, but. Um yeah, another great win. Well, so Yeah, I think that right now Mizzou's
1: biggest problem, they're being so disrespected in the brackets. Uh Joe Renardi's fat ass with his AirPods. I don't think he knows what he's talking about. Um he has them as like an eight seed, I think. This team only has eight losses. They're if they win on Saturday and one of these things happens, they either uh Auburn beats Tennessee in Auburn, or I believe it's Arkansas beats Kentucky in Arkansas. If one of those two things happens and Mizzou uh, beats Ole Miss, who sucks, then Mizzou has a, a double bye in the SEC tournament, meaning they're a top four t- team. Um, they'd be up there with Alabama, a and some of those like high-seeded teams. And who knows how many games they they could go like to the SEC semifinals or something like that. If they just win one game, um, we're literally two, we're literally a two game win streak away from Mizzou playing in the SEC semifinals in the tournament and potentially not getting like a six seed or higher, which would be insane if you ask me. But I don't know. Some of the guys like uh, Joe Lenardi has not updated his bracket. It doesn't look like since Tuesday. So that doesn't have the LSU win on there. Jerry Palm on CBS Sports currently has him as a five seed. So that would be really high. Uh, I so between the eight seed and the five seed, that's either a six or seven. That's kind of where I see them landing is the six or seven line. Um, depending on what they do in the tournament, that could vary. Um, but yeah, I, it's I'm just I'm just hoping for a good SEC tournament because I'm expecting disappointment in the big tournament. Um, I think we all you know as Mizzou fans, you just kind of expect that and. Mizzou is not good enough to go on and win the title. So you, you expect the loss at some point. Um, it's just how early it's going to be. But in the SEC tournament, I think that's where Mizzou fans are kind of looking forward to. Like Mizzou has never been, they've never been good. They've never won more than like a game or two in this tournament. Um, at least in my lifetime, like they might've before, but in my recent memory, I can't remember that. So for them to go and like go deep into this tournament would be really, really cool. Um, and this this is a really special team to do it with, and a very special coach, especially.
0: Yeah, um, and you're right. No, I don't think they've... I there may have been a year when they were like one of the last seeds, and they may have won two games, I think with either Jordan Geist um, or something like that. But uh, yeah, other than that, it's been one win or one and done. Um, in fact... It's a throwback here to when Michael Porter Jr. was still on the roster. Uh, and, lost to Georgia. Uh, yeah, lost to Georgia, but it was in St. Louis. And uh, me and my dad went because, believe it or not, there was a threat to our school. Uh, janitor was th- uh, made some comments about possibly shooting up our high school. Um, me and you were both <laughs> in the eighth grade, I believe. So we just missed that one. Uh, shockingly, me and Luke had Whew. the craziest high school resumes in terms of just whack shit happening, um, like that. <laughs> but um, so instead of uh school shooting, we got the day off and uh we went to the SC tournament and it was an electric factory in there, uh, especially when Michael Porter Jr. came into the game and Jante had a uh sick pass uh from M. MPJ, and that place, the roof just went off, but he, Michael Porter Jr. also kind of shot us out of that game, Um, and then Georgia just demolished us. It was very sad, Um, uh, and then we made it to the tournament that year, and it was also very sad, so I think that was the year we lost to Florida State really bad, but, um, yeah, so, you're right. We haven't made any kind of run in this tournament, and it would be cool. Now, one thing one thing I don't like about the double-bye, Luke, is by the time teams get to the semifinals, they're pretty damn good, and it's teams with a little bit of momentum uh, because they've already played and won a game. And that's why, I honestly, like I know the double-bye is a, is a big deal, but I also wouldn't care if Mizzou had to play a game to get to where the double by teams will be in the bracket um, just because it would give them a little bit of momentum and a chance to win a game in the sec tournament because pick up um, an extra win. Yeah. If you, you know, the double like I just said uh, a team with a little bit of momentum is going to be coming to play. You, so, um, but you know, if you, maybe little, I don't know, you could
1: be, um, if if Mizzou makes a double bye, they'll probably be the four seed. I would imagine, not the three. Um, so that would either be well, I guess, well, maybe they might they might be the three if both Tennessee and Kentucky lose. They would be the three, but then they they're either just going to play Tennessee or Kentucky, in you know in the in the the first game of the tournament probably, unless one of them get upset. So we've beaten both those teams this year. So, yeah. I mean, this is. And Tennessee is really kind of in a spiral right now. Um, I hate to say they've been dealing with a lot of injuries, but they are in a major spiral right now. Yeah. And I wouldn't mind playing them.
0: Yeah, their point guard uh, was Zachai Ziegler or Makai Ziegler. I can't remember what his first yeah. name is, but he's out for the year with a torn ACL, which that's just sad. I'll say it. That is sad. Yeah. That is a tough scene. Hendon Hooker scene, actually. Um, so, Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would probably be the best matchup for us. Because um, Kentucky, I mean, yeah, they just lost to Vanderbilt and Jerry Stackhouse's group the other night. Um, but they when they're hot, I mean, they are... Whew, I think I mean, Luke went into depth about that not that long ago that Kentucky can be really damn good um, when they want to. So, uh, Or maybe not when they want to, but just Definitely. when they're feeling it. I don't know, but... Yeah, so we're excited, excited for the SEC tournament and the rest of the tournaments. Yeah. Um, my favorite conference is honestly, tournaments, baby. Yeah, my favorite is always the ACC tournament. It always will be Big 12, sometimes fun, but usually Kansas just wins it. Um, so, but yeah, always love the ACC tournament, too. So. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Another one of my favorites is it it might just be because it's the very first championship and it's always the first automatic bid. But the Ohio Valley Conference is always a fun one. But the only difference this year is that they don't have Belmont and Murray State. Like those are always the team that they run the Ohio Valley, but they both moved to Missouri Valley this year. Um, Currently, SEMO is up by eight with three minutes to go on Tennessee State. If they win this, they will head to the semifinals to take on Moorhead State. Uh, LOL, by the way. Um, So that would be really cool to see a Missouri team go, you know, a little bit far, you know, a not very good Missouri team. Let's just say, let's just say that. Um, I'm looking at some of the other tournaments right now. Not, not a whole bunch. Um, Missouri state is playing tonight as well. They, They should win their matchup, but yeah, this is conference tournament season. Only sickos really get into this like me. Um, I've been watching illegally a lot because I don't have ESPN plus. I've actually been thinking about getting it and just using the free week because like the illegal streams are, are nice cause they're free, but they also are a ton of work. There's so many ads on them, man. I, it might just be easier just to use the free week at ESPN plus and then, you know, not have to worry about it. So just, you know, do it the actual way instead of the illegal way. So, <laughs> but I don't know it works for me so that's what I do. Um is Also, Missouri, we're chasing
0: one one more note. Is Missouri State in the Missouri Valley in basketball?
1: Yep. There's so a sixth Arch seed Madness in the conference so they play the Exactly. Yeah, they had their first game. Okay. Earlier t- it just finished up Murray State uh beat Valparaiso. They kind of they 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 destroyed them. They didn't just beat them, they destroyed them. Um what was I going to say? <sighs> Something about Missouri State, maybe?
0: I don't know. They're not playing nice. UIC tonight. And they suck. UIC but, University. I uh, not in Cardinal University, University
1: of or... Illinois Chicago.
0: Oh, okay. How many Chicago schools they replaced are there?
1: Loyola Chicago. A lot. DePaul, Loyola,
0: Illinois Chicago, Chicago, Mom Chicago State. State. <laughs> Northwestern, Northwestern, kind of. Uh, uh, there's one more. Northern Illinois, but they're not really Chicago. They're like an out No, they're not. Uh man, it's a little bit. I think thing. we did pretty good. We we did pretty good on that. No, yeah, we did. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's that's college basketball.
1: We we went pretty in depth with it last week, so we will do our bracket preview next week i I don't know if we're gonna have like a regular show that we usually record on thursday night we might just wait and do the bracket episode uh we haven't decided that yet um but yeah the bracket episode will be next week next sunday we will watch the sunday selection show together and then just immediately give our thoughts on it so that it would be a little bit it's kind of i i had a blast doing it last year um we gave some locks which were horribly bad and then um we picked our winners which were horribly bad as well so uh it, it'll be fun but you want to talk about the battle hawks a little bit because they are on a roll they're on a tear right now
0: yeah i guess during um, our show last week yeah yeah they college kicker Made a game winning kick last weekend. It was nice. Thursday, it's been a week. Um, so nothing, I mean, I mean, we didn't really cover it during the show except our reaction. Um, but yeah, uh, kind of alligator blood, Luke. Early on, we have some alligator blood. Two minute team, two minute warning team confirmed back to back weeks with that. Um, they still have one more road game before they come home. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, still kind of in the spot of what you said, though. Uh, I don't know how good they really are. It's so hard to read these teams because um, there's not a ton of points in offense, uh, which probably isn't the best thing for the league. They probably would like to have more points just because, you know, it's a feeder league and you want more points is more excitement for the most part. Um, And the offensive lines on every single team are atrocious. So, uh, oh, it's so, so bad. They're really bad. All of them too. Like it's, it's kind of just like a battle of who has the worst offensive line Um, night (laughs) in and night out. It makes the the front 17 on all the teams look solid and in reality i have no idea how good those guys are because the o-lines are just really bad so yeah i don't but yeah i don't uh, don't know a whole lot about the battle hawks i don't know what to say because we kind of just it was just an in the moment kind of situation what happened last week yeah exactly it yeah it was just very much like oh we won but they do have a
1: big 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 game at least Right now, it looks like a big game against the D.C. defenders this week. Um, they're both 2-0. There's only three 2-0 teams, and these two are two of them. 2-0 battle for the, I, I believe it's the North Division. They're in the same division. Um, the other two teams are 0-2, so they're not really a threat. But, I mean, these are like the top dogs of the division, and this game could determine whether we get a home playoff game or not. So it's important. Um, D.C., if if you don't remember, has Joran Te'amu, who was – the quarterback for the battle Hawks in the previous XFL. Um, But he actually got benched last week for a guy named Derek King. And if you have been into college football for a few years, you recognize that name Um, just a little, little short, he's even shorter and smaller than Kyler Murray, but he's faster. So, and I think he's left-handed too, if I recall. So just a, a fun story there. And it'll, it'll just be fun. Um, neither of these teams really have that good of an offense, so it's going to be – like, who has the worst offense is kind of what, what's going to happen in this game. Um, yeah.
0: I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. Derek King was a freaking stud at Houston. Uh, man, who did – oh, he started in front yeah, of was... Kyle Trask in high school, actually, believe it or not. They went to the same high school. NFL quarterback. Yeah. Yeah trask wasn't a starter at all during high school and he still got a scholarship and to florida and then he became florida starter had that great season with pitts and tony and now he's slated to be nfl starter for the buccaneers this year so uh and derek king uh, you said Tamu got benched. I don't know if we really got benched. They were running some weird shit, you know, like lots of QB runs uh, and like rinky-dink short throws, but mostly just running it with Derek King, uh, which is kind of what Luke was talking about. Uh, but, yeah, I don't think Tomu set the world on fire either, though, so probably while no. they went to him. Well, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so I'm
1: excited to see what happens to that one. Do yeah. um, you have anything more of the Battlehawks?
0: Mm, no, I think we'll mention them a little bit later, but that's about it.
1: Okay. Um, what other Missouri stuff is going on right now? The Cardinals, spring training? Yeah. Uh, started last Saturday, right? Yeah, last Saturday, had their first spring training game, and all the new spring train or like, uh, what am I talking about? The the new rule changes for this year have been implemented, and they're really strict on them. Um, so we got to see what it's going to be like to have a pitch clock, um, what it's going to be like to have the shift rules and stuff like that. I may be in the the the. Minority, that's the word I'm looking for, the minority here. But I kind of like it. Um people are gonna say baseball is like the only game that you know should should not be played with a clock. But if you look back at the history, the good old days, the people who are against the uh the pitch clock are the same people that are saying the good old days. The good old days involved less than three hour games. They had a much faster pace of play, they didn't have a clock. But guys didn't screw around, you know, adjusting their batting gloves. They didn't, you know, change their glove out every time they threw a pitch, um, or you know, dusted off the ball or something like that. They didn't. They didn't screw around, and so the games went a lot faster. Um, I think the clock isn't necessary. It, it's not going to be that big of a deal. I think it's actually helping the flow of the game a lot better. Like it, it was, it was a lot faster to watch. Like it was. I mean obviously it was faster to watch, but it was a lot cleaner to watch. Like if you're not a regular baseball fan, like a diehard one like me, you're gonna like this a lot more because it just flows better. There's more action all the time. Um Yeah, and I I really don't think it'll affect have that much effect when it comes to regular season because people the players will be kind of in tune with it by that point. So um, but as far as the Cardinals go. Uh, it's, it's all right. Jordan Walker, he may be the second coming of Jesus. We, we don't know for sure yet, but he did hit a three run bomb in the second, second game. Yeah. The second game of spring training. So that was exciting, um, for all the Cardinals fans, uh, Wainwright might be washed. Um, but I feel like we say this every year and then he goes out and he's like an above average pitcher. So I don't know. He's given up a run in both of his starts so far, but we're really going to get to see what what he has uh, when he pitches in the World Baseball Classic, which starts, by the way, on Tuesday. So kind of exciting there for baseball fans. Um, it's about all I have on the Cardinals at this moment. Um, yeah. I'm just waiting um, for the regular season.
0: Yeah. The, what we say every year, Luke, the red jerseys look really good. And a bunch of fans, especially Luke, are always clamoring for him to just be added into the rotation for the regular season. But I think now it's it's almost just become this the staple for the spring season, and that's it. Or spring training, not the spring season.
1: Um, yeah, that's what yeah. that's what John Mozaylock says about it.
0: Uh Chet, he's like, oh, they're
1: just a spring jersey.
0: Oh Chip? yeah, sounding all right. Kind of like what Luke said, though. I mean, uh, without – he's kind of monotone sometimes without some of the guys, the color guys, I guess, batting around him, uh, like BT and stuff. So I'm glad that BT and stuff are there to kind of help him out a little bit. So yeah, Yeah. um,
1: it's going to be a transition. He's not a bad announcer, but it was certainly a little different. watching him call the games as opposed to Dan McLaughlin. Um, just because, I mean, that's where we have known my entire life. Every time you turn on a Cardinal game, it's Dan McLaughlin there calling the game. Um, yeah. Even during the COVID times and stuff, he was there calling the games. Um, the only time it's different is playoffs. So it almost gives like a little bit of a playoff feel of the game, like when Dan McLaughlin isn't calling it. But Chip, he seems to, he, he knows his baseball. Um, he's kind of a, an old-time baseball guy, I guess. He's like the, the peaceful but he can he can make a good call when he needs to. Um I'm not gonna make an opinion on him yet though. I'm gonna wait till a regular season game to make that. So it's interesting. Yeah. And then yeah. And mm. then another if we're done with the Cardinals, another uh St. Louis, Missouri sports team that we should talk about is the brand new one. St. Louis City uh soccer club had their first game on Saturday, um, similar to the Cardinals, just much later in the day, and it was a truly a miracle game. Um, they scored the first goal in history. Uh, I forget what the guy's name was. I don't know any of the players either. That's the funny part. Um, <laughs> uh, I watched the second half. I'll, I'll be honest. This is the first time I can remember watching a live soccer game that isn't the World Cup. Um, the world cup was actually exciting in its own way. Um, but this was not really that exciting. It it was, it was kind of nice to have on in like the background. Um, and then obviously whenever the goal is scored, it's like, Oh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of fun. It's kind of, it's a nice background game, I guess, if that makes any sense. Um, and when the one guy made that goal, uh, I think it was like Santa Claus or something was his name. Um. He like, he danced around, he did the tricks and then he just like did it off his, his back foot and then hit off the bar and went in with five minutes to go. That was pretty sick. I'll, I'll be honest. Um, and then they play their first home game this weekend. The tickets that are still not sold are going for like 300 bucks. So uh, I guess if, if you just, uh, if, if you're rich, you can go to the game, but <laughs> for us normal people, we will, we will be watching from, from home or just following along and simply not watching like I probably will. Um, But yeah, it's, it's kind of cool to have a soccer team. Um, Like I said, this is probably the first time I will probably ever get into soccer in my life. It's kind of like hockey. Like I don't follow hockey except for the blues. So it's almost like that scenario for me. That's when I'm getting the vibes at anyway.
0: Yeah. um, That being said, MLS. Is a very difficult league to follow. Uh, definitely, probably it's lower than golf in terms of difficulty to follow. I'd say NFL one, NBA two, MLB three, NHL four, PGA five, MLS six in terms of difficulty to follow along. If you're if you just have one team. Why do you think that, that is? That makes sense. Why is it more difficult? I I, I just think because um, in the United States the coverage for soccer is at a minimum, um, and so you know you you're not seeing the MLS highlights when you're watching late night Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt or whoever's doing Sports Center that night, or you know you just you don't see you don't see really. Um, MLS players in advertisements on billboards or in your local city commercials, you know, like you see Ryan O'Reilly NHL player in your hockey commercials or Cardinals players, or if you live in an NFL city, so definitely are seeing your NFL guys or definitely your NBA guys, especially if you have guys like Luca or Kevin Durant or, you know, stuff like that stuff. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's, you know, if we were in like Mexico, um, then, yeah, it would be easier to follow your soccer team because it's definitely much – has a much greater coverage of it. Um, But MLS is it's pretty far down on the rankings. I mean, uh, if it's a Sunday yeah. and there's games on, people are watching the last 18 of golf. So, um, yeah, that's just how it is, though. I guess if it's a big tournament. People will just well, also, watch I don't really it know. Like, this watchers, is a,
1: though. yeah, and it's on Apple TV. This is a, this is a, that, that does suck too. That makes it worse. Um, but this is a brand new team. So I feel like I will grow to know the players, at least the star players anyway on the team, um, just as it goes along. So I, I'm excited to get to do that.
0: Um, yeah. And another reason why, uh, and I always include this for MLB and NHL as well as to why it can be difficult, and obviously golf, but especially golf, but, um, but also here for MLS is you, me and you, Luke, the commoner, we are not watching any of these guys play in college. Um, and some of them are going to come yeah. from overseas too. I mean – it's hard to follow guys it's that's what makes the NBA and NFL fun for me, at least especially the NFL as um, you watch these guys in college and how you see their recruiting stuff when they're in high school too you don't see any of that for MLS you see so, them develop. yeah, you get to see those guys develop but you don't really get to watch uh, full MLS careers unfold. Really, before your eyes, because, like I said, it's just not as widely covered. Um, so, yeah,
1: it makes sense too. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, th- I feel like hockey's the same way too. No,
0: oh, yeah, it is. At least
1: on a like a national. So, uh, right. NBA does a really good job. They just, I feel like their product isn't as good. But oh yeah, they do. It's speaking of NBA,
0: job.
1: yeah. Uh, in, speaking of NBA, LeBron is dead. His foot is broken potentially. Yeah. Um, no, they said it's not fractured, no surgery. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Um, and yeah, it and Kevin Durant played his first game for the Suns, put up 23 points um in a win. So that's exciting. That's new for the, the NBA. I like how we're just like try, trying to find things. Things to think of. <laughs> like it's just kind of a dead period right now. Oh, one more thing. It's March. Thank God February's over. But the only thing is, March doesn't really feel like March until the warm weather and the spring season gets here. So we we got another few weeks for that, which is unfortunate.
0: Yeah, fuck you, punks of tiny Phil. Yeah, dude, fucking fuckhead, yeah. bitch. <laughs>
1: all right Dude, he could have uh, eight more weeks of winter
0: well should we do a segment here or segment or review of cocaine bear
1: okay i was gonna okay yeah yeah we could do that we could do that yeah sure
0: review the cocaine bear review all right um sure. me, and you luke, got it first. me and luke uh with a couple of our buddies a few of our buddies really uh Went and saw Cocaine Bear together, uh, not on release night, but on the Sunday, so a couple days after it was released. Yeah. Something that had been release in the weekend. works, uh, yeah, past weekend, since like December, since we saw the preview for Cocaine Bear come out, pretty much. Maybe it was November, I can't even remember, but um, so we went and saw it. Uh, first thing i like to point out was I was a little disappointed that Luke, he looked at me and he said he's not a big popcorn guy. That was kind of a weird shock, but that's okay. Um, and then the actual I movie – I want to clarify. <laughs> okay, I, wanna clarify. Here we go. I, I will eat popcorn.
1: I, I just you don't did. like an abundance of it. Yeah, I ate some popcorn. I was fine. I just don't like the big – I don't like the big abundance of popcorn. Um, if it's heavily flavored, I can get like, if it's just like salted, then that's like disgusting, but it's, it feels like I'm just eating styrofoam. Then, um, if it's got like some of the butter on it, then it's like, okay, this is edible. You know, there, there's a taste to it. It still feels like I'm eating styrofoam, but just flavored styrofoam. Um, so I will eat it. I just, I don't like the big abundance of it. So I'm not going to go to the movies and buy a bunch of popcorn that I just wanted to
0: clarify that real quick. And I would just like to clarify that I think you're – look, I'm not going to call you partially psycho because you just said that you will eat it. Um, but I will say that you're missing a big part of going to the movies. You, At least in my family, both sides, we go to the movies not only to watch – we go to the movies to eat popcorn in large portions. Um, usually we do not have dinner after going to the movies, especially if it's in the evening because the popcorn, that's your dinner. I mean, that's how much you're eating. You're bringing some home as well, um, for later. Uh, and I know you said you don't like to eat it because it can taste like styrofoam if it's not heavily flavored. Um, Thanks to me just watching the previews and about 20 minutes into the movie, my stomach was starting to hurt. And I, looks right, you know, once you get to the midsection of the big bowl, it starts to taste like styrofoam, but that's when you just, that's when you know, you just have to keep going. You just keep going. Um, And by midway through the movie, you feel like shit, but you know that. You've accomplished something. You you you've eaten the right amount of popcorn. Um, one thing that I always used to always love to try and do is uh, back when it was a regular bowl, or not a regular bowl, a regular bucket. Try and eat at least the first bucket before the previews get done. Um, so you eat <laughs> the first bucket, Challenge then you head back, get some more, and then the movie starts. So that was always a Uh, big thing to try and do for me growing up did it many times obviously it's impossible now with the size of these bowls that they give us um at the movie theater (laughs) but yeah uh cocaine bear it was funny it was gory and the bear was on cocaine and it went exactly how you would expect a movie titled cocaine bear to go luke that's the analysis yeah I, i yeah i I wasn't really that disappointed because I didn't come
1: in with a bunch of expectations. Like I just came in Same. expecting yeah. it to be incredibly dumb um and just be very graphic and funny. And it wasn't as funny as I would have liked it to be, but it was very graphic and it was it was pretty hilarious, I'll be honest. Uh <laughs> uh just some of the some of the stuff that this bear did was was just hilarious. Um and it loved cocaine. So
0: yeah, even and that's, better. Um, I think that's the beauty in all of it, really. Is, you know, by the end of the movie, we really see just how much um, this bear loved cocaine in a short amount of time. I mean, it – no spoilers, but a spoiler here in a moment. It did awake him from the dead, pretty much, and he was back to his rightful self um, due to the cocaine. So, um,. Was also Ray Liotta's swan song, and there was a couple, you know, uh, actors that you've definitely seen before in it. Um, so, including the retail TikTok guy that always makes fun of retail in those videos or whatever. Um, he was in it. I think his name is Scott Sice or something like that, or Cease, something like that. But yeah, it,
1: I know exactly who you're talking about.
0: Yeah, uh, he was the the EMS guy. Yeah. Um, Wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He was with the paramedics or whatever. And yeah, yeah so that's Cocaine Bear. It was uh, – he was on cocaine. And that's that's, that's all you was. can really say a about it. a lot of cocaine. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not a bad plot either. I, I liked the plot, how everybody kind of came together as well. So, you know, the bad guys, the good guys – the cops, the family. Oh yeah, that, I liked that part too. So, so yeah, Cocaine Bear, go see it. Free
1: ad, free ad. Right. But at the same time, if if you don't have any interest, then don't see it because you will be <laughs> you, it will be a waste of time if you don't have any interest. <laughs> so. so, at at the exact same time, just a warning on that.
0: Just remember, is, free ad. It is a bear on cocaine, based off a true story, <laughs> loosely, very well, loosely, loosely, loosely. Here's what it's based on. The bear was in Georgia. That's a fact. And the bear was on cocaine in real life. That did happen. And that's kind of where it falls apart after that. But other, those are two big things, Georgia and on cocaine, the bear. So I it's think a they kind of the nailed part. that. They nailed that. So shout out to them.
1: Yeah. All right. You want to get to our news segment? Show me stories of the week. Yeah. All right. So this is an idea that that we had to – because we are the show me show. But uh, just to bring a more local show me aspect to the show – Um, that maybe doesn't have to do with sports because uh, most of our listeners are from Missouri and, um, maybe all of them. I, I, I don't know. We might have some listeners out from other, uh, portions, but most of them are here in Missouri, um, locally. So sometimes it'll be multiple stories. Um, sometimes it'll be stories that you've seen. Sometimes it'll be stories that you haven't seen. Maybe, uh, something related to sports, maybe something not related to sports, Um, this week's, uh, do you want, do you want to take it from here? Do you know this story better than me or just as well as me? Uh, there's not a whole
0: lot to know about this story, but the basis of it is, was a few nights ago, uh, a video went viral because there was a homeless man sitting on the sidewalk and another man walked up to him nonchalantly pulled out his Glock, I guess, loaded it in broad daylight while someone was recording from probably about 25, 30 feet away, Um, loaded it in broad daylight, took his sweet time, and the homeless man didn't do anything because he He had no idea what this guy was doing because it was taking him forever, and then he just shot him in the head, point-blank range. Um, Yeah. And the video went viral because of just how brutal it was. I mean, it's just, it was so inhumane. Um, And after further review, it was not a shock because when I was watching it, Luke, I was like, that backdrop looks like somewhere downtown and like downtown St. Louis somewhere. (laughs) And I shit you not. Uh, I think one of our buddies resent the video, or maybe it was me who resent the link that said it was from St. Louis. The video took place in St. Louis, the video that went viral. So, not a shock. St. Louis is usually one or two in terms of deadliest cities in the United States. Um, but just a disturbing video, to say the least. Very graphic. Mm-hmm. It just happens. Right then and there, and you just see it. Um, yeah, so Missouri in the spotlight once again, or specifically the Lou. But
1: all oh, well, the yeah. Lou's been in the spotlight a bunch. We'll, we'll get to another part later uh, on the Say Hello, Kiss a Goodbye. But, yeah, this was a story uh, – this isn't exactly the the best story to start off this segment with. This is a very depressing <laughs> story, um, but it is it – is- wild like it is absolutely wild that someone would just would do this um and it did go viral so it is the the first the the inaugural uh show me show story of the week or show me story of the week I don't know exactly what we're gonna call it yet but um hopefully hopefully the stories will get more uh happy maybe (laughs) not as dark um (laughs) that's what I'm hoping for at least um
0: Uh, yeah uh, but probably we are chasing
1: history right now man how close is he um so if if you don't know there's this guy on oh boy oh boy it may be over soon here Antoine Davis on Detroit Mercy um and you're thinking oh what the hell is this about he was he just missed it too yep it's over um man, this is a tough, this could be a tough scene, man. Antoine Davis, this is his fifth year at Detroit Mercy because of the COVID year, the extra year of eligibility. And he came into tonight, the game against Youngstown State, 24 points away from tying the all-time scoring record for NCAA held by Pete Marvich, Um, Pistol Pete, the legendary Pistol Pete. And he's got 20 points right now, but the game is 30 seconds left and Youngstown State is up by four. So he is most likely going to finish like within five points. <laughs> he's going to come so close, man. Oh, He's going to be like regretting like the end of the game moments when he could have shot free throws. um, But he didn't, or maybe he, you know, he missed one three in his career. And if you would have made it, he's going to be regretting a lot of things if he comes up just short of this. Um, And he also has four fouls. So he has to be careful here that he doesn't foul out either. Oh, it is. It's incredibly sad. I was rooting for it too, because it would have came out of nowhere. And in the same year that LeBron breaks the all time NBA score (laughs) record, Um, just weeks apart, actually, that would have been insane as well. That would have been a cool element to add. Um, But it doesn't look like it's going to happen, unfortunately. So, it could still happen. Shit. There's still 30 seconds left. They have the ball. Um,
0: but yeah, it may be over. Gonna this is a fast-moving
1: could... episode, Cam.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say maybe they could get a CBI invite, but they're 14 and 18, so probably not gonna happen. <sighs> yeah. Well, right. hmm. no, sometimes they invite not. those teams just for fun.
1: Probably not. Um. Yeah, their conference record is nine and eleven too. Shout out to. uh, Actually, I'm not going to shout anyone out on that one. (laughs) I'd probably get myself in trouble.
0: All right. Um, uh, Next story uh, Battlehawk's first game is literally sold out. So there we go. Positive note there for the Show Me Show. uh, Literally sold out the entire lower bowl. And just like me and Luke predicted, they're already having to open up. The 300 level. Haven't opened up the 400 level yet, which means there's, I guess, tickets going around in the 300 level, including season tickets for $40. But there was a wait list at first. I don't know if there still is. Um, so, yeah, not not entirely somber. Uh, in terms of local, Luke, we had our Washington Lady Jays winning four overtimes night round one of districts. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, we got, uh, although the men's team got shit on by Webster Groves last night, sixty-five to thirty, um, and that ended their season. So that sucked. But Webster Groves, they may have had a losing record, they may have had a losing record, but that's neither here nor there. They did win the state title last year, so, so yeah, true, um, true. Juggernaut. And, and right. they
1: may have turned made all of our players turn into like Ben Simmons. So
0: but just like unable said, to convert on offense. That's neither here nor there. So uh, neither here nor there. Uh another Washington story here. Uh Brandon Stallman, former Borgia baseball legend, hit a dinger last night for Charlotte. Um, so there you go. Good for him. This uh, is UNC okay. Charlotte, so
1: conference USA, not not like Charlotte, like the what's it called, the Charlotte, the White Sox minor league team. I'm trying to think of it right now. It's oh yeah, caught a blank. Baseball. Yeah, this is college. Um, but it, it is a D1 school, so very oh, cool. Yeah,
0: huge. Um, let's see what else. There's one more. I was thinking. Oh, Ryan Jostis got like his one million to offer, and another one from Purdue. Um, so he's just racking them in feisty school. Yeah. Boilermakers boiler maker, up. Oh, up oh, Davis is shooting technical free throws right now. It looks
1: like, um, so a little bit of a gift there from the basketball gods.
0: Yeah. Uh, you, uh, he made you know, his first. Picture. Look at that. For nothing. Look at that, baby. All for made not All right. Yeah, probably. Um,
1: uh, he he it. makes it two points away now.
0: That's it for the Missouri sports stories. We do have say hello, yeah, so goodbye it. to round out the show here. <laughs> um, get the energy pumping here a little bit. Here, Luke, uh, I'll go first. Uh, my say hello is to the Mandalorian season. Uh, it's back. Ooh, Watched goodness. episode one last night eight episodes this season and uh, episode one shirt for sure laid the groundwork as well. Uh, So that was nice. Um, My next one is say hello to official quarterback one, Sam Howe. Luke may not agree with this one, but there was a sick photo that came out this morning of Sam Howe and Kevin Durant taking a picture in front of a sweet car. Um, but the haters won't like that. Uh, so, but say hello to QB one for the commanders. Um, say hello to Antonio Brown owning an arena football team, Luke. That won't go poorly. (laughs) That, that won't go sideways at all. Uh, especially with the, um, shit, This is almost a kiss of goodbye. And now we still have a few more days. Um, say hello to the NFL combine. Uh, there's already some guys putting up some crazy numbers. Oh, the linebackers and such, they ran the 40 today. Um, a guy from Auburn, Papoe or something like that. I can't remember how to say his last name. Starts with the letter P. Oh, ran a 4.46, so that was pretty sick. Um, Nolan Smith ran a 4.39, uh, which was insane. Uh, so, yeah, NFL Combine. Say hello to the NFL Combine. Um, do you want to say your say, Rose, or should I say my kiss of goodbyes, and then you do all yours at once?
1: Um, you go and say yours. I'm watching this game really intently right now, okay. So I'm, kind of, I'm kind of half listening. <laughs> uh,
0: my kiss of it's goodbye. Wire. Uh, and this is kind of sicko talk here, but my kiss and goodbye is to UNC's one and only quad one win as you've. UVA, Virginia just dropped out of quad one technically in terms of because that game was at UNC no. and and uh UVA just dropped out of the top thirty. So Luke's freaking out about something. He missed it. The it's buzzer. It's over. He, he had a chance. He shot a three and he missed it. He had a
1: chance. <laughs> so he comes up two points short of the That's all time. All you can ask so it. unless they somehow Unless they, what'd you say? That's all you can ask for is a shot to break it. It was not a good shot by any means, but wow. That's a, that's a major tough scene, but shout out to him for a great career.
0: Yeah. Um, This one's interesting, Luke. Kiss it goodbye to Jerome Boger. Happy trails, Jerome Boger. His ass is gone. Uh, Head referee for the NFL and, you know, Usually leads a crew in the NFL. Uh, his ass is retiring after 19 years in the league, which is actually a respectable amount of time to be a head NFL referee, but his ass is done. And, oh yeah. Just goodbye, John Morant's reputation. For good. <laughs> oh. uh, <laughs> um, according to... A bunch of sources over the summer, a 17-year-old filed a lawsuit against John Morant for beating the shit out of him. How many times did you get punched, Luke? Was it 13 times? I think it may have been 13. I don't remember the exact amount. That sounds right, though. I think it was 13 times punched this 17-year-old John Morant after a pickup game, (laughs) Uh, and then he pointed a gun at him. At his head, actually, none, nonetheless. Um, so when I saw this, Luke, I think I, I think the only thing I sent to the chat was, shocker, uh, because John Morant has been freaking on one in terms of mm-hmm. trying to just be, absolute like a uh, like gangster thug all of a sudden, and I mean he has the, I mean he can back it up. Don't get me wrong, but there's no need to do it. Um, maybe this is just Memphis turning him, because Memphis can be a dark place, especially West Memphis. Um, but I don't really know what this all is all about. It's not like John ja Morant had a bad upbringing, um, married parents with good jobs. Um, yeah, it reminds yeah. me
1: of uh, I get it, like in the movie Eight Mile. Whenever Eminem goes on at the end of the movie, and he just absolutely destroys the guy. Um, cause the guy's acting all gangster and he's like, oh, you actually went to a private school. You had, you know, you have married parents, you have no drama and stuff like this, but yet you want to be it, that guy that gets destroyed by Eminem at the end of eight mile is literally John Moran. But instead of rapper, it's NBA player. So just, and I like John Moran. I, he's fun to watch. He's a great player. And the fact that he went to like a small college, really, that was really cool too. But God, he's kind of an idiot. <laughs> I, I saw something. It was like John never... R- like everyone's like, "Oh, I'm trying to make it to the NBA." You know, they say that. It was like John Morant is the first player player to try to make it out of the NBA. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, so that is just never. crazy, man. What? And that's why I don't think the Grizzlies are going to win the title ever. So, never, <laughs> never. Yeah, probably uh-huh. never.
0: Okay. That's all my, that's all my stuff.
1: And you kind of ran through it there. I only got two. I had to, I kind of had to put them together at last second, but I'll go through them quickly here. My, my say hello is the thread. So I I said, I was bringing the thread back. If you remember from last year, it's where I basically uh, announced the elimination officially of every NCAA college team, um, their elimination from the national title. So at the beginning, there was all, but I think maybe 15 teams just cause they were in, ineligible already. Every other team had a chance to win. All they got to do is win their conference tournament and then win the NCAA tournament. And then you're in, I mean, it's, I say all you got to do, that's incredibly hard, but every, every team has a chance for the most part. So I go through and as soon as each team loses in their conference championship, I eliminate them and then I'll, you know, I'll do it in the NCAA tournament as well. So uh, I'm, it's not as fun as it was last year. Last year, it was really fun. This year, it almost is more like a chore. So I'm getting a little lazy on it, but the games are more fun this year than what they were last year. So I don't, I don't know what the correlation is, but um, it is back. So I just wanted to let everyone know about that. And then I don't actually think I have another say hello. Um. So I'll go to kiss it goodbye. <laughs> that was it. That was all I had. I'll be honest. Um. Kiss it goodbye is... Uh, the Missouri St. Louis head prosecutor, Kim Gardner. Um, this, this situation bitch. is very, very wild. Huh? I said, see ya, bitch. It's, it's Exactly. Just one of, it, it, when you talk about historically one of the worst prosecutors ever, and this is not racist. I'm not, not because she's a black or because she's a woman at all. I, if, if it was, if it was me, I would say one of the worst prosecutors ever, but, you know we're not going to get in super into politics, but <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to go there. But, um, basically the attorney general called for her to resign. The mayor of St. Louis called for her to resign, and they basically said if she didn't, that they would just tarnish her name and release all this evidence against her that proves she wasn't doing her job. And they gave her the chance to resign, and she was basically like, uh, "I didn't do anything wrong, so I'm not going to resign." Um, so this is – things are about to get steamy to say to say the least um, because there's a lot of pissed-off people in St. Louis. There's a lot of pissed-off people in Missouri. Um, this story is getting national news. It's appeared on Fox News multiple times throughout this week. Uh, speaking of Fox News, that could be a kiss of goodbye as well, but I'll, I'll say that in a, in a little bit. Um, this is uh, – it's not going to end good for Kim Gardner. I'll just say that because – Everyone knows, like everyone, everyone that I talk to in the St. Louis area is just like anytime they have a lawsuit, they're asked, do you want to press charges? And they're like, why would I press charges? Like, that's just a waste of my time. We all know that the prosecutor is not going to do a damn thing if I press charges. Um, And it's just gotten to the point where, you know, there's criminals with multiple violations and stuff. And accusations and charges on them just out on the loose. So uh, the story finally hit uh, whenever, or not the story, but the it all kind of like came piling down when that one volleyball player that was visiting from Tennessee got destroyed by that car and lost her legs. Um, and the guy, he definitely should have been in jail, the guy that was driving the car. But I'm also not a lawyer. So I, I don't want to judge yet. too much. Yet. Um these are all alleged charges, but um this is not gonna end well for her. So kiss her goodbye because she's she's gonna be gone. Um also kiss goodbye to the Chicago mayor, Lori Lightfoot, because she got booted out. Um see if you, you know what they say, you put your right or you <laughs> they you put your left foot in, you put your light foot out. Um you know what they say in Chicago, so um, and then also my other kiss it goodbye is Fox News reference. because,
0: huh? That was a gross reference. What do you mean? Is it wasn't that the name of the tall white dude from rural Chicago?
1: Oh, Whitefoot? I think he was the guy that played at Kansas, if I remember. Oh, my bad. Okay. Yeah, that I think if I if I recall correctly, he played at Kansas. That's that's my, maybe it was Miami. I think it no, was Kansas. Though. It was Kansas. Um Okay. But yeah, she she's gone. Um and then basically Fox News is being sued for false information. Um the <laughs> the company that ran the the ballot machines in twenty twenty, they're basically never gonna get business again in their life because uh, Fox News, among other people, it's not all Fox News tarnished their name and said, you know, they were unsafe, they were not gonna. So that company basically lost all their business, and so they're now suing Fox News for misinformation, and they're basically just gonna win millions of dollars, and they're talking about maybe, maybe bankrupting the company. Obviously, not the owner because their owner is like dirt rich. One of like he's like a top twenty richest person in the world or something like that. He owns the Wall Street Journal. Uh, he owns just a bunch of bunch of shit. Um, so he will be perfectly fine. Um, but yeah, that that's a, that's not a good look on on Fox News. And then speaking of corrupt people that are very rich, Alec Murdoch got thrown in jail tonight. So uh, thirty years to life is what he's facing. So if you haven't watched that documentary on Netflix, um, then go watch it because it was it was a really good, well done documentary, and it was a very evil family, and this guy uh he's getting what he deserves. So
0: yeah. And I'll say it once again. See a bitch.
1: <laughs> exactly. Um that's our show. It's our show. Yeah. Now we're yeah, long, baby. Short <laughs> short and sweet, but that's what happens whenever may have been some fun stuff in there. So, but that's okay. They have a lot of filler. <laughs> hey, it's all, it's all in good hands. So, uh, we'll see you either next week for another normal episode or it'll be in the bracket episode. So it's, it's literally right around the corner it's right there. So, um, get ready. Buckle Duke up. Duke this week. For March
0: Madness. Hmm? Duke UNC this weekend.
1: Oh, that's true. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Big weekend for Mizzou. Remember the scenarios I mentioned earlier. And uh, if you in haven't yet, yet, go check out the, we had a midweek episode last week. Um, it was on the coaching higher grades and review from this past off season. So it was kind of like a, it was, I think I released it like mid Wednesday. So it was like a really weird release time for our show. Um, so it might've gotten lost in the mix up, but if you haven't listened to that, it's about the same length as this show. So it's kind of short and sweet as well. An hour long. It's not short by any means, but shorter. Um, go check that out, and we'll see you guys in the next video. You have anything to say, Cam?
0: No, I, I could drop another C a bitch, but I won't. So,
1: oh, you could because I could follow up on my 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 message from last week on my addiction, but. Could say, oh, see a bitch yeah. to that because it's gone, baby.
0: <laughs> baby Congrats to off. Luke. I'm, I'm gonna like, clap it I'm, up. I'm, I'm... Congrats to Luke for thank beating. You, you. Well, not beating. Well, I don't never mind. Never mind. I
1: wouldn't call I wouldn't call seventy two hours uh beating. I i am <laughs> gonna need a little bit more than that, but I I'm working on it. It's it's getting better. He's working on himself to know that. Yeah. Yeah. Focus on myself, man. Um, All right. See you guys next week.